0: I wanna to talk to you for just a few minutes this morning about, um, about not being stuck. Joy said we wanna talk about not being stuck, not being still, and, and then taking our next steps in our faith too. Uh, you know, it's, it's easy to get stuck, isn't it, in our faith? And it, as, we, as we reflect on 2023, which I'm sure many of you have already done that, as we get close to a new year, it's typical and pretty normal to reflect on what has gone on in the year that, you're, that we're about to leave. And for some of us, this may have been a great year where you've had mountaintop experiences where it's just been the best year of your life. And for some of us, it's been the opposite of that. For some of us, it's been the worst year of our life, the toughest year of our life where you've experienced a lot of difficulty and, or, or frustration and maybe even trauma in life. And if we're not careful, it's easy to get stuck in that. And that's why today we're wanting to talk about the faithfulness of God because it is so important for us to intentionally reflect on the faithfulness of God. We talk about this a lot. We did a whole series on it this year because we believe so much in it. There's so much power in our life. There's so much freedom that comes into our life by reflecting, literally just reflecting on God's faithfulness and meditating on his faithfulness. You know, we, want, we all want freedom in life and we can pray and ask God to set us free in whatever it is, whatever's holding you captive, or what was sin in your life or, or an illness or a sickness or something that's going on that you're like, God, I really want freedom in this. And we can beg God to give us freedom and that's okay to do but in some respects there's there is there's a very real aspect of our faith that is about reflecting on his faithfulness that actually brings power into our life to set us free did you know that it's not just about begging him to flip a switch and get rid of that desire or that sin in your life but it's about being intentional on your part reflecting on who he is remembering who he is and what he's done in your life because that actually brings power into your life. He has set it up that way for us, church. He has set it up to where we would continually reflect on who he is. That it wouldn't just be what have you done for me lately, God, but it's God, thank you for all that you've done. We're gonna be sharing a lot of testimonies today and it's all about what God has done in the midst of difficulties, in the midst of good times, but reflecting on what God has done. And it's a revelation, church, that we need to have in our life because because we can miss it so easily. The power that comes from thanking God for who he is. Because if you're, if you're a pessimist by nature, which many of us are, I, I'm kind of in the middle. I, can, I have days where I can be a pessimist. I can, I can complain about something good if I'm having a really tough day. And then there's days where I'm more of an optimist. So I'm, I'm kind of, I, I play on both sides of the fence. And if I'm in one of those pessimistic moods, it is really hard to reflect on God's faithfulness. I really want to complain to God and say, God, why haven't you done X? Why haven't you done this? Why, have, why is this not getting any different? Why is this not getting better in my life? When the reality is that is, that, that is what keeps us in bondage. That is what actually puts chains around us and holds us back. And I can show you, because this is something we miss all the time, even in scripture, in a verse that you've probably read many, many times for many of you, might even be able to recite it without me even having to read it. But I'm gonna read it out of Hebrews 12, verses one to three. I'm gonna read it out of the NLT because I love how it was worded. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. So he's telling us, "Let's, let's, let's get rid of those things that are holding us back. Let's do that and then he shows us how to do it. He says, We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. That's an obvious one, we all know that. Let's keep our eyes fixed on him, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. And now he is seated at the place of honor beside God's throne. Now watch this last sentence, church, because this might rock your world today. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people, then you won't become weary and give up. How do you not become weary and give up? You meditate, you reflect on what he had to endure for you. Well, preacher, that doesn't make any sense. What does that have to do with what I'm dealing with today? It has everything to do with what you're dealing with today. Because what you do when you meditate on the hostility that he endured, he's talking about him going to the cross, about him being stripped naked and having his beard pulled out and having a crown of thorns smashed onto his head. All those things he went through when you think about what he went through, it actually does something in us, spiritually, that actually gives us the power to not grow weary. Anybody here like to not be weary today? Anybody hoping for a 24 where you can say you can laugh at weariness? You looking for a 24 where you can laugh at the idea of giving up? Anybody felt like giving up this year? I'll tell you what, I'm gonna make you guys be a little bit transparent today. I want you to raise your hand if you felt like giving up this year. You got both hands up. Many of us have felt like giving up this year. The word of God is so simple. Guys, I am not a theologian. I am not some really intelligent, incredibly smart Mensa person. I just read the word and I see things, and I'm like, well, that, that makes a lot of sense. Consider him, think of the hostility that he endured so that you don't grow weary and wanna give up. That means we should remember what he did that remembering what he did actually empowers us to not be weary, to not give up, and to not get stuck in what has happened. Many of you have had tough things happen in 2023. You don't have to stay there. It does not have to control your 24. You don't have to be a victim. You don't have to live in unforgiveness. You don't have to uh, just live in that trauma and continue to be wounded and have infection in your spirit to where any little thing can set it off. It doesn't have to be that way you can actually live unstuck from all of that just by remembering what he has done, what he has done on the cross and what he's done for you because every one of us, he's done something for us in our life, every one of us. You wouldn't be here today if you hadn't done something in your life. You wouldn't be here. It's a simple fact. I don't have to know anything about you to know that you would not be here today if God was not faithful in your life. So we remember what he did. And in that vein, we're gonna receive the elements today because communion is about remembering his sacrifice. In fact, Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. There's power in receiving the elements, church, because it helps us to remember what he did, which helps us to not grow weary and lose heart. Makes sense, doesn't it? So you should have got one of these when you came in, a cup that has the the juice and the the bread, if you wanna call that a bread, wafer. If you didn't raise your hand, there's ushers in the back, they'll get you one. I'll we'll make sure anybody that wants to receive can do this today. I'm gonna to read from 1 Corinthians 11. As we prepare for this, before we take it, Paul's very clear, the apostle Paul is very clear here to tell us in verse 27 that we have to do this in a worthy manner. He says, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ eat and drink judgment on themselves. That is why many among you are weak and sick and a number of you have fallen asleep." So we take a moment to make sure we're prepared to receive this, that we're not harboring sin in our life, that if you have sin in your life that you know about, you repent of it. It's very simple, you just say, God, forgive me for my sins, I wanna turn the other way and run from that sin. If there's unforgiveness in your life, or you have someone in your life that you have not forgiven, And let me tell you, we just came off of Christmas and you spent some time with family you don't spend a lot of time with. Chances are a lot of you have somebody to forgive. You probably remembered why you don't spend a lot of time with that person. Don't harbor it. Don't go around talking about how horrible they were and gossiping and doing all that stuff. Forgive them. It's not worth it, church. It's not worth it. Release it. Release it today. And let's prepare our hearts as we receive this. Lord, I pray that you would help us today to to show us if there's anything in us that would cause us to receive these elements in an unworthy manner. God, we repent of our sins. We walk away from those things that entangle us. And God, we give our lives to you. We surrender ourselves to you. We forgive everybody in our life that needs to be forgiven. We release them. They they owe us nothing. They are not in our debt. We, We release and forgive every single person in our lives. In Jesus' name. So if you'll peel back that top layer, Take the wafer out. Verse 23, Paul says, for I have received from the Lord what I have also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take it together. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your body that was broken for us, Jesus. We didn't deserve it, but you did it anyway. Now peel back the, uh, the next layer. I'm gonna read out of verse 25. It says, in the same way, after supper he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's take the cup together. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we remember your great sacrifice for us today. God, not just because it helps us to endure, that it helps us to not grow weary and give up, but God, we remember because you're worthy of it. You're worthy of us remembering what you've done for us. And we know, Lord, that there is nothing in our life, there is nothing that you cannot do. And we honor you today, Lord. We worship you. We thank you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen, amen. Let's continue to worship the Lord together. But the next moment's powerful too, because we're gonna be sharing these testimonies. And what Joy and I are gonna do, we're just gonna read them. Many of you sent these to us. We reached out to some of our leaders, some of the people that have been here a long time, some of the people that have influence, and just asked you to share just a couple sentences of what, how God has been faithful to you in your life. And I want you to know, I didn't, when I sent these out, I didn't, I didn't pick the people that I thought, ooh, they had a really good year this year. I know this guy got a raise, so I want him to share his. I sent it out to just whoever God put on my heart And a lot of the people that gave testimonies actually had really tough years in 2023, really tough. Yet there's always something to testify about. There's always something that we can see where God has been faithful. We know he's faithful, but when you can see it, it helps. And you're gonna hear these testimonies from all these people. And uh, there's a bunch of them. So we're just gonna read through them. And uh, we're not giving any names with any of them. We're just gonna share what they are. Some of them came from youth. Some of them came from uh, all the way up to senior citizens and everything in between. So... Uh, Without further ado, we're gonna jump right in, okay? And we're gonna put them on the screen if the screen's working. Last service had a little trouble with it, but. Okay, the first one says, God's goodness is what I bear witness to. God has given me joy, purpose, and contentment, being part of the resources this wonderful church provides, and for that I am forever grateful. Praise God.
1: Amen. Okay, the second one is from a new believer. It said, This year has been about recommitment and finding my community in a church. I've only been going to New Hope for about a year, and I would have never thought that I would be be in a place in, in the place I am now. I didn't grow up in church and I was raised without God, but I got baptized this year and met amazing godly people. And my relationship with God is continuing to get better. We can all say amen to that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it is definitely still a work in progress, but God is just so faithful and he has shown me that he is here for me.
0: Amen, amen. Raised without God, but got baptized this year. That's, mm we had, uh, for those of you that don't know, we had 57 baptisms this year, which was more than twice as many as last year, yeah. Many people saved and recommitting their lives to Jesus. God is moving. Uh, the next one says, to sum up what God has done for me this year is nothing short of amazing. He recaptured my belief and delivered me from depression and drug addiction, praise God. I'd probably be dead today if it wasn't for God. He continues to bless me even when I'm not deserving and I'm forever in his debt. Thank the Lord, thank the, yes.
1: yes. Some of you might need this next one. It's a job testimony. God has been so good to me and my family this year, but the one thing that's just stands out the most right now is my job that he provided. My last job ended last fall and my new job started six months later. God provided provided for our family during the entire time. He is so good.
0: Amen, amen. Uh, This year has taught me a lot about purpose. Purpose as a homemaker, wife and mother purpose as a woman who believes in Jesus Christ. The Lord is continuously teaching me that marriage and motherhood are to make me more like Jesus. I spent a lot of this year feeling aimless and useless being home day in and day out, but serving in Mexico this year showed me the larger scale pains of the world. My eyes and heart were open to God's purpose and calling on not just my life, but everyone's life to find the broken, hurting people that are around us and shift our thinking from myself to others. I am so thankful for how the Lord never fails to remind us of his heart for us, when we need it the most. Praise God.
1: Amen. amen. So, we have another job testimony. In 2023, the Lord provided my husband with a job that brought him back to Augusta full-time. This new position allows him to play a much bigger role in our children's lives. Such a blessing. Amen.
0: Amen. amen. You know the wife's saying amen to that. Right? Uh, God put an emphasis and value in the things that truly matter in 2023. Illness hit my body this fall like nothing I've ever felt before, to the point that breathing itself was excruciating. Leaving the medical facility with the doctor informing me he couldn't figure out what was wrong, further pushed me into the arms of the Father and his perspective for my life. God is so good though, upon a lot of prayer and a second opinion, I later received full healing but more importantly, a reminder to redeem my time, appreciate and give praise for things I so often take for granted and see this world consistently through the Holy Spirit-filled lens and the heart of Christ, Amen. thank the Lord.
1: Okay, this next testimony is about stepping out in faith. This year I have embraced the new the opportunity to teach children and preteens, overcoming a long-standing fear with support from God's people, um, with support, uh, of god's peace and encouragement from friends this journey has not only allowed me to grow but also recognize and address the needs of our kids discovering my own abilities in the process that's how good god is
0: praise god for people that are called to minister to children amen uh, this fall my husband was diagnosed with colon cancer at the age of 45 the diagnosis brought fear and many challenges but after a difficult surgery he is now cancer free praise the lord I am deeply grateful for this positive outcome, but even more so, I am thankful for God's ever-present comfort, his peace and strength during the toughest storms, and for the community of Jesus-loving friends that surrounded my family when we needed it most. God's loving faithfulness is truly unwavering and unmatched. Thank you. It is
1: unmatched, all right. So a lady wrote in, God is so good, answered prayers. My sister is breast cancer-free, praise God. God. My friend and coworker is cancer-free, praises to God. God has truly blessed me throughout twenty twenty three, had fellowship with some really with some really amazing women. We shared and were blessed to support and encourage each other. I'm so grateful and thankful to spend time with my family and friends. I cannot wait to see what God has for me in twenty twenty four.
0: Yes, praise God. Our testimony of God's faithfulness and goodness of this year is a healthy pregnancy and an even healthier baby girl from a smooth and easy labor and delivery process. Praise God for that. Amen. Amen. We didn't experience that easy labor process. Ours.
1: No. This isn't about us, darling. <laughs> okay. So another, the next testimony is someone who's discovering purpose. Following a difficult season of change and uncertainty, God has given me a renewed sense of purpose and strong desire to see people walk in freedom through Christ and to feel seen and loved by him.
0: Yes. Amen. Wow. Amen. Amen. Uh, in every season of my life, God has remained faithful to his promises because he has never left me nor forsaken me. And that gives me eternal hope for the future. Praise God for that.
1: Amen. Another purpose um, testimony. I've grown very much this year in confidence in who God has made me to be. That's a really big deal, isn't it? Right. Amen. Um, that the way he made me was on purpose and for a reason, I can be confident in the gifts that he has given me because I know that I can walk boldly in his promises and encourage others to do the same.
0: Yes, amen, amen. Uh, God has proven his faithfulness in my life through the mission trips time and time again. A lot of the testimonies sent to us were from the mission trips that our church took this year to Mexico, to the orphanage and to the uh, build the homes. Uh, time and time again showing me that he'll always come through for his people when we're obedient to him. I was able to hear and see how God has come through for the families that were longing for a safe home, how God has come through for the workers of the orphanage by doing the absolute impossible in their lives, and uh, and how God has come through for each kid in the orphanage by protecting them and placing them in an environment where they are loved and seen. What God has revealed to me from what I've experienced, that he is a good father and he has good plans for his children. Absolutely nothing can stop Him from fulfilling His purpose for us. We just have to surrender and be obedient to Him in everything just like all these people did. Thank the Lord.
1: So a dad here says that our daughter has been suffering daily seizures, but during our only visit with her this year, she was seizure-free after the first day and only a small one in bed on the first night here. Due to the Lord's favor, we were able to truly enjoy our time together, still believing for complete healing. How many of our testimonies have, but I'm still believing for? That's right. Amen.
0: For our testimony, I just want to thank God for always showing up on time. I went through a lot this year and just when I needed it most, he was always there. Praise God.
1: All right. In the midst of all of our difficulties, God has been faithful um, to bless and encourage us.
0: Amen. And finally, for this segment, uh, this year was the hardest of our lives. It doesn't sound like a testimony, does it? But it is, because they said that there are times where we felt we were abandoned by God, but it was in those times that I would send a picture of my husband out to warriors literally around the world. Peace and strength would come so the fight could continue. A great many angels sit in the pews of this church. That's great to be able to thank God, yes. Thank God for his faithfulness and using other people in our lives together.
1: Amen. So the next portion, we're going to talk about not being stuck. Still. Um, Or still. (laughs) Yeah. No. You know, whatever. I'm here to help, honey. You are. He's a help meet. Okay. (laughs) No, but we talked about not being stuck, but now we're going to talk about not being still. And I asked the Lord to help me not say still because I'm very Southern, right? But, um, we don't want to be still. And some of you may say, well, the Bible does say there's a scripture that most of us can quote says, be still and know that I am God. That's not the kind of still that I'm talking about here because really if we're still before the Lord, he actually, it's an overflow into our life that we're, we we cannot contain the goodness of God and it moves us as we grow. And Reagan had talked a little bit ago about not being stuck in the past. Um, and honestly, the, the, the measure when you, when you think of your life, a life that can be lived in the present is a life that is healed. You know, there are many things in the past, Reagan talked about it, unforgiveness. You know, maybe there's grief. There's, there are things that we experience in life. Like grief is a thing that we experience, but we're not, we're not meant to be stuck in it because there's a spirit of grief that can overtake our life, right? And there, there are things and emotions that we have experienced in the past season, and it's almost like it's walls in our life. But when we have Jesus and Jesus frees us, we actually move past those things and so being in the present looks a lot like being able to be intentional but when we're hurt oftentimes the hurt will be the thief of today or even if we have anxiety about tomorrow see our flesh is always trying to figure out how to heal us from the things that hurt us but our flesh does not heal in the most excellent way what our flesh will do will try to get us to numb what's hurt us or the things that we don't want to deal with right so, what it'll do is cause us to say yes to thing and things. And we have too much activity in our life, or we're trying so hard to protect our future or to, to reach our goals that every day is spent with the thought of tomorrow or being stuck in the past. But what God wants for us is He wants for us every day to be able to see, see our husbands, our children, you know, our spouses, our like the people in our life. There's so many of us that are living so far in the future because we're wanting to build something great, and our, our, our personal lives can be so incredibly chaotic. Amen? I've done that. That's a measure for me. Am I living in today? Am I seeing what's going on in my day? Because this is how it is. Our flesh is wanting to build protection. It's wanting to heal itself. But God wants to heal us in this way. It's being still in Him. And it's in 2 Peter 1, 5 through 9. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and godliness mutual affection. And to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting what they have been cleansed from, um, from their past sins. And that is what being still produces in our life. That when we're in the presence of the Lord and we're still with Him, what it looks like is we begin to be more like Him. You know, sometimes we have the misconception that I've gotta clean myself up, I've gotta be good enough, I've gotta do the godly things and the holy things, and we're doing it without being still before Him. But when we're still before Him, we begin to take on His nature, and it sets us up really, really well to be able to move into our day, to be able to see you know, we're with the Lord and we're adding goodness and love and perseverance, and then we take that into the way that we interact with people, then we're not being still anymore. We're actually being effective and active Right? Does that make sense? And so I want to invite you to stand up, and I want to invite you, if this, if you, if you would let me pray for you, and maybe just as a gesture of surrender, you would just maybe put your hands up or out or however. But if you'll do that, I would like to pray for you today because I felt very, very uh, much this morning. I was coming into, <laughs> into church, and I was actually praying through these things on my own. I'm like, Lord, I really want, I want you to deal with me in a way that is personal before I ever step foot anywhere. And there were things that the Lord the Lord really gave me as a focus I felt and I wanted to share it with you. The Lord does not want us to get stuck in hurt and shame and unforgiveness and unmet expectations and laziness. And listen, don't ever get stuck on the words that the enemy is putting in the mouths of people over you. There are a lot of you who have, whose foundation of what you believe about yourself and you, you say you're a believer, but they maybe hurt, you know, hurt people hurt people. And there's a lot of hurt people and there's a lot of hurt parents and there's a lot of hurt siblings and we're living together and we're in complete chaos. And then we get triggered and then we say things over our children or we say things or we've, been, we've had things said over us. And then the foundation of our identity then becomes, well, I'm dumb or I'm not smart, or what, and then, and then you go out and you live that way. But when we're still before the Lord and we begin to hear what He is saying about us, that He loves us, that we're created this way on purpose, then what happens is we go out with purpose. We can't do this work on our own. The Bible says that he who began a good work, he's the one that takes it to completed places. What we do is we surrender to his truth. We surrender to what he says about us and we reject every lie of the enemy. So Lord, I thank you today, God, that you have created us not to be wounded, but to be healed. Lord, not to be in bondage of our appetites, but to be free to live for you, to have peace, do not live in shame Lord I pray for every person in here who has had words spoken I just I kind of just felt so strongly a minute ago to say that so hopefully that will resonate with you guys because I feel so much it's of the Lord that God if there are there are young people in this room young adults youth, Lord, if there are adults in this room, seniors in this room, God, who are still responding to to the wrong things, believing the wrong things about what you've created, Lord, I pray that you would write them, Lord, that they would stand in your truth, that their shoulders would be squared, their heads held high, Lord, as they are your sons and daughters when they have received you. And so God, I pray today, Lord, that they would not be stuck but they would would be still, Lord, before you. And Lord, that that stillness would actually overflow into a life that is active and living, full of peace and boldness, full of generosity and kindness, Lord, full of truth. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, amen.
0: Next one says, God cares about the details. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Amen. Our Heavenly Father miraculously provided all the resources to allow us to host a beautiful and intimate wedding for our daughter with only a few weeks of planning. That is a miracle if there ever was one. It is a
1: miracle. Praise God. All right, this is where God um, intervened, okay? God orchestrated a medical appointment, sh- appointment, which discovered an acute and undiagnosed blood clot, thus allowing for timely intervention and preventing further complications.
0: Praise God, yes. I know that story personally, and I know that is a miracle that God did that. Uh, in the last year, the Lord has reminded me how good he is. I struggled with wondering if he was good because of my own hurt and struggles but he sustained me through all of my trouble and showed me grace when I turned my face from him. He reminded me of his everlasting grace and mercy. What a great God we serve, amen. Yes,
1: here's one about faithfulness. We have had many moments of joy, but also moments of pain. But at all times, we have seen the hand of God at work. He is and always will be faithful.
0: Amen, amen. Uh, God protected my family from harm in two serious car accidents on the same day. My wife, kids, and my mom were all able to walk away from accidents that could have been fatal. We see his divine protection in both instances. He's also been faithful in protecting my wife's grandmother after a lung cancer diagnosis. She is very near remission, praise God. Uh, Apart from those serious provisions, this year he provided for us to be able to homeschool and be part of a great supportive group to nurture our kids and raise them to be godly men. We see his protection and provision on a daily basis. A lot to praise God for in that one.
1: It is. It's a lot. Okay. So, um, so, a new family that moved to the area says, Last year, the Lord spoke to our family to move to Georgia. We visited New Hope on a Sunday morning and immediately knew that this was going to be our new home. We love the worship, the dedication to excellence, and welcoming spirit every time we walk into the fo- foyer. But more than anything else, we are grateful for the unwavering commitment of the leadership to stay true to the Word of God.
0: Amen. Whoever, whoever wrote that one, I owe you 20 bucks because that's a great plug for New Hope. Thank you for that. All right.
1: He's just kidding.
0: <laughs> uh, this one said, I speak Psalm 103 uh, verses one to five daily that says everything that God does for me and is doing for me and my family. Uh, in fact, I'm going to read verses one to five there. It says, praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul and forget not all his benefits who forgives all your sin and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. What a great verse to pray over yourself and your family. Yes, thank you, Lord.
1: Okay, parents, be encouraged. We have some parent testimonies here. After some real concerning bouts of anger at the start of the year, our son decided on his own to get baptized. And while he's still my wild child, they said, there has been a real change in his attitude and desires concerning the things of the Lord.
0: Praise God, thank the Lord. Amen. Uh, God has been faithful in my emotional healing journey. I have a new perspective on life and the way I process things. There's a calmness that rests over me. I have so much more peace and joy. Praise God. That's beautiful. Thank the Lord.
1: Okay, we have someone who attended our core class wrote this, at times the way I perceive things in my marriage and children have made me feel hopeless, disappointed and upset. This year, during the core class at the church, God spoke to my heart through John 12:24. So I'm gonna read that. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the, ground, into the earth and dies, it remains alone, but if it dies, it bears much fruit. So this lady says, um, on that day I buried every seed of my life that originated from my flesh, including my unmet expectations and the power of Jesus' death and resurrection. Since then I have become an I have become an over- overcomer and my life is more fruitful for God's kingdom to God be the
0: glory. Amen. 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 Uh, God showed his faithfulness to me this year through the missions trip to Baja, another trip here from the church. Uh, his faithfulness was actually the definition of this trip. He expressed in so many ways how truly faithful he is. From the kids showing so much love when they don't have much, and loving God under all circumstances, to the family being extremely grateful and so firm on God's faithfulness, even while living a very hard day-to-day life. This trip showed me that no matter what we might be going through today, God is always faithful and he is always working for our good. Thank the Lord.
1: Okay, parents of young adults, I have children who are transitioning into adulthood And the teen years have caused um, me to trust in God in new and desperate ways. Over the (laughs) desperate, desperate, okay. Over the last two years, I have seen what was chaos turn into genuine affection, and I've seen them genuinely grow in their love for God. I continue to watch in amazement, confirming once again that God can do anything with what we have given Him, and that trusting Him is a peaceful and a powerful thing.
0: Yes, praise God! Praise God! Uh, The difficult part of a testimony is the test. When the test comes, who are we really going to trust? This happened to us last December. Fear and anxiety came. The problem was very costly, but was resolved in less than a month, but left a financial obligation. We can testify today that that obligation is totally paid off two years early. God will make a way for us if we are patient and wait on him and not just depend on ourselves. Thank the Lord.
1: Amen. Hey, we have a parent of a sick child that had a sick child. At the beginning of the year, my oldest son was diagnose, diagnosed with double pneumonia and he was very sick, but God healed him. And today he's doing everything he used to do. Thank God for his healing power and goodness and faithfulness. Praise the Lord. Thank
0: the Lord, thank the Lord. Uh, the Lord has been faithful in answering very specific financial requests, unplanned huge expenses. Miraculously, God met the need each time. He has shown himself faithful to the Bible class. He has given a great word and his presence has been real each Sunday. He has been faithful in bringing our families, our children's families closer to him and doing great things in their homes, thank God.
1: Okay, a dad here wrote, I witnessed my daughter start to run after Jesus. My wife was released from bondage and is now fully free. Her freedom has led me to new heights and awareness of God. Wow,
0: praise God, that dad celebrate. Yeah. Uh, God has carried us through seasons of anxiety and worry that have impacted every member of our family. Even though there were so many scary nights we had to endure, God was there at every moment. Through the ministries of New Hope and from God's Word, we made it through that season. Thank the Lord.
1: Amen. We have just a couple more. This one's from my husband, says not too long ago, my wife fell off of the outdoor stairs and injured her ankle. Within several hours, it was swollen swollen up and it hurt so badly that she was unable to walk without crutches. She was visiting a friend and I had to bring her crutches and help her hobble into the van. Before we went to bed, we laid hands on her as a family and prayed for her to be healed in the name of Jesus. The next morning, she woke up and her ankle was not swollen and she had no pain when she walked. Praise God.
0: Beautiful. And last but definitely not least, the Lord has revealed my surrender to him is not as complete as I thought, but his commitment and faithfulness to complete the good work he has begun in me, to conform me to the image of his son, stands unshakable. He is the rock of my salvation, the Almighty God, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Somebody say amen. Praise God. Thank the Lord. Wow, God is so good. Amen. I mean, just be able to just be able to testify. I mean, this is a very, very short list of just what God has done through the people that have been part of this church and, and really the whole body of Christ. It's not about new hope at all. Uh, it's just about God being who he says he is and being faithful. And uh, our goal today and our hope for you is that you, uh, that you are encouraged. As we thank God for what he has done, we, we thank him for who he is. Um, I just wanna remind you before we go today that um, it is actually very healthy for us to have expectation as we move forward into 2024. We talk about not being stuck, about not being still, but also taking the next steps in our faith. that that is about having expectation, that I'm going to step out, that I'm going to believe God for for more this year, not necessarily more stuff, but more of him in my life. That's a prayer he will answer every time. You know, that's one of the reasons that I can testify that God has been faithful in my life this year is because today, more than ever, I wanna serve him. I want less of me and more of him. I wanna honor him. I wanna surrender more of my life to him. And the fact that I want that tells me that he's been faithful because there's no way that this guy here would want that on my own. That's only because of the faithfulness of God. That's only because of his spirit at work in me, drawing me to him, making me want more of him in my life. And that's my expectation for 2024. For me, it's our expectation for our family, and it's our expectation for this church, that we would want more of God, that we would see more of God and his power and his his faithfulness and his freedom and that we would encounter him in greater ways in this church, not so that we could just see the, the, the chairs fill up with people, but so that we could see the people that are here just excited and on fire for Jesus, because that's where it's at, about being able to love him more and, and not have to worry about the petty little things, but just living a life that's so laser focused on him that we would fix our eyes on him. And church, I'm telling you, it is so good and healthy for us to be expectant that we would be looking for that next step in our life, in fact, that's part of the mission statement of this whole church, is that we would uh, reach people that are far from God and lead people to their next step in a God first life. That, that that would be the progression of our faith, that when we have this, this service at the end of, 24 that we would be saying, yes, I remember that time from last year. And you know, man, I, I just know my faith has grown. My trust in God has grown. This has been a tough year in some ways, but man, I just love Jesus. I love God. I'm so thankful for his word. I'm so thankful that even though everything in this world is, is making us marinate in things of the world, I'm, I'm being deliberate and intentional to fix my eyes on him and allow him to have the final say in my heart. But you know, that's something that takes discipline in our life. It takes discipline to be able to do that. In fact, um, I wanna share this one last verse. Philippians three, we love Philippians three. Paul says so much great stuff in this. Verse 12 to 14, he says, I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do. Here, this this is our prayer for us this year, next year. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize. For, you know, And this is funny. Again, I, I tell you guys, I'm a pretty simple person. I'm pretty logical and practical. And when I read something like this, I'd looked up forgetting, what this word forgetting here means in this original context. You know what it means? It means to neglect. It means to not care for. So you would not wanna have that word used when you're talking about how you treat your children, right? We don't want to forget our kids. We don't want to neglect our children. We don't want to forget our job, not care for or neglect our job. But in this context, he's saying, I actually am giving you permission to neglect those things from the past. Those things from 2023 that every one of us could probably think of right now, if you wanted to, that happened that you wish didn't happen. The word of God has given you permission to say, you know what? Neglect it. Forget it. You don't have to care about that. You don't have to nurture that thing. You don't have to hold on to it and try to keep it close to you. You can neglect it. You can leave it at the mall and go home. You can leave it at the fair, at the playground, at the the amusement park, and leave it and never go back. The Bible's saying just forget it. Forget those things. He's not saying it's easy. Forgetting, because when you think about forgetting, you think like, well, that means to not remember. Like, I don't remember what happened. That's not what it's saying here. It's saying don't, don't take care of it. Don't nurture it, neglect it. Neglect the past, have expectation for this year that you can move forward, that you can grow in your faith, that you can see God do great things. Some of you have been waiting to see God move in situations in your life for years. 2024 could be the year. It could be the year. I mean, it could happen this winter, it could happen in spring, summer, fall. It could be the year, church. The thing you've been waiting for, the person you've been praying for in your family to get saved for years, it could be this year. The financial breakthrough you've been begging God for, you've been faithful with your money, you've been been tithing, you've been giving, you've been being diligent, you're trying your best to stay out of debt, the breakthrough you're looking for, you've been praying for for years, this could be the year. Forgetting what is behind and pressing toward what is ahead. That means to be disciplined, pressing toward, straining toward. To strain is to, you know, if you're straining, you're working, okay? I know we're not working for salvation, we don't get into that, we were saved by grace but we've worked towards what is ahead. Somebody said one time, and I think it's beautiful, every human being is gonna experience one of two pains in life. One of these two pains you are going to experience. It's either gonna be the pain of discipline or it's gonna be the pain of regret. And if you're not disciplined, you're gonna experience the regret. It's really that simple. You're going to have some pain. Would you rather have regret because you didn't do what you should have done, or would you rather have the pain of discipline, straining toward what is ahead? It's painful, it's hard. Just like working out, it's hard but you have a goal set in mind. Paul says, you're straining for the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward. That's how we live this life. So take your next step in your faith today. Stand with me, church. Don't just cross your fingers and hope for a better year this year. Forget what is behind. Neglect what is back there. Let God heal it. Let God set you free from it. I'm telling you these Sunday nights in in January, You're not gonna wanna miss them. God's gonna do some setting free. I mean, let me tell you, we have labored over this for a few months because having a Sunday night service now in 2024, doesn't work. Nobody's coming to church on Sunday night. Good news is, well, no, the playoffs will be going. So men, it's gonna be a challenge for you. But I'm telling you, the Lord spoke very clearly to us to do this and he's gonna move. He's gonna work. And it's not because we're awesome. God help us. If it was because we're awesome, you guys are all in trouble. It's because he's awesome and because we're being obedient to him. And so that's what he's gonna do. So don't miss it. It's gonna help you to forget what's behind and strain toward what's ahead. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you today. You are awesome in this place. Thank you for your presence in this building, in this room, in our hearts and in our lives. We pray that you would do an incredible work in us this year, Lord. Help us to be expectant, Help us to be diligent. Help us to strain for what is ahead. For your glory, God, and for our good. Help us, Lord. God, help us to experience the pain of discipline, not the pain of regret. You are worthy of it. You deserve it. And we're gonna do it for you and for you alone this year. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen, amen. amen. Let's praise God one more time. Thank the Lord.